0: God, your psalmist also says that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. That there's something about the words that you speak over us and to us, that guide us in our lives and also make for a real life. So we pray, oh God, that you would illumine this place by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the word has been read and now soon to be proclaimed, that the dark places in our lives might come to life, that the broken places of our lives might be mended, that we ourselves might know ourselves whole because of the power of your word and the beauty of your words. So God, would you speak through me? Would you take these words hostage that are etched on a page that we would hear your still small voice alone? Speak to us, oh God. For your servants are listening we ask this in the strong name of your son Jesus Christ and all God's people said amen so from time to time I like to tell you um, a CrossFit story uh, that is uh, the type of fitness that I enjoy and oftentimes CrossFitters get this really bad reputation of always talking about CrossFit and that is really true and this is the thing if you don't want to hear me talk about CrossFit well gosh wow, I'm gonna just keep talking about CrossFit. So today I'm going to tell you a CrossFit story. Last week, my coach um, went through all of the, uh, the exercises that we were going to do in a particular, uh, particular workout. Now this particular workout was the one that when you just looked at it on the board, I automatically knew that at some point in time, maybe at the five minute mark, I was going to t- probably cry out to my mother uh, for my mother to save me and to take me from the clutches of the dungeon of the CrossFit gym. And indeed, uh, during kind of the the, the pump-up and the preparation, my coach, who is absolutely wonderful, she looks over to us and she says, I want you to know this, there is going to come a point in this workout when you think you are going to die. (laughs) And then she went on to say, but you won't and you will get through it. Now, as we were getting prepared to do this workout, I could hear Whitney's uh, words that there's going to come a point in this workout when you think you're going to die, but you won't. And the first thought that I had to myself is, and this is something that I have learned um, along the way as I have kind of leaned into this certain uh, form of fitness, is, Lisa, what are you going to say to yourself when you think you're about to die? So I have, I have come to recognize that when I'm in the middle of a CrossFit workout, early on, when I would get so winded or so tired, I would literally just begin to stop, and sometimes I'd be like, I'm going to go home. Like, I pay to do this, they don't pay me to do this, I'm going. I'm going home. <laughs> I have cried before in the middle of a CrossFit workout. But as I have gotten better, because it's been more of a mind game, I now have to tell myself certain things about what I know will happen after the fact, that I will indeed be able to get into my car. I will indeed be able to make it out alive. I will indeed be able to see my mother's face and hear her voice again on voicemail, or maybe when I call her after I get out of the gym. But I told myself, when I was hearing that this was going to be a difficult workout, my first thought is, okay, Lisa, what are you going to say to yourself? What are you going to say to yourself when you feel like you are about to die? You know that every single morning when we wake up, we wake up to a world where we have to sometimes ask ourselves, what am I going to say to myself when I think I'm going to die? What am I going to say to myself when I hear that a family member has received a difficult diagnosis? What am I going to say to myself when another sacred space has now become a killing ground? What am I going to say to myself when I turn on the television and I still see that there are rumors of wars and there are famine and pestilence, What am I going to say to myself when the insecurities begin to invite other insecurities and have found another insecurity that keep my head bowed down low? What am I going to say to myself when I'm wondering how I'm going to make ends meet? What am I going to say to myself to soothe the fear that I have about my health? What am I going to say to myself to soothe the fear that I have about my finances? What am I going to say to soothe myself about whatever it is in your life that possibly causes you dread? What will we say to ourselves in those moments of our wilderness wanderings before we see breakthrough, before we see shifts, before we see life or light at the end of the tunnel? What do we say to ourselves when we think we are going to die? Well, basically, this is another way we can ask the question. What are the things that we have to say to ourselves to fuel our faith in the wilderness? What's the the pump-up speech, the pep talk, the holy huddle that you have to go into? Because it's not if, but when life comes and seems to threaten and to assail you, what are you going to say? that will keep you, maybe, with a semblance of assuredness and anchored in the wilderness. And here in Psalm 27, the psalmist shows us a way. He shows us a way of how we can really encourage ourselves when we find ourselves in difficult situations, how it is that we can fuel our faith before we even see breakthrough, What are the ways in which we can talk to ourselves and encourage ourselves when we feel like all around us is night? So in the beginning of Psalm 27, it says that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Then the psalmist goes on to say that the Lord is my stronghold. The the psalmist calls uh, the, the God who created the heavens and the earth like one who creates a refuge and a shelter. Basically, the psalmist begins to kind of like hype up God, speak about the the beauty and the wonders and the majesty of who God is. But all is not well for the psalmist. It's not as though the psalmist is just saying these things because all is well in the psalmist's life. It's easy sometimes to be like, God is good and God is merciful and God is gracious and God is powerful when you're seeing mercy and grace and power being released in your life. It's a totally different story to say certain things of God when your life doesn't seem to bend in that particular direction. So all is not well in the psalmist's life. For the psalmist says, um, as he talks about the goodness and the grandeur of God, who should I be afraid of and what should I fear? It's not a hypothetical question because the psalmist must find himself in a situation where there are things that should cause him to be afraid and people that the psalmist should fear. So um, the psalmist goes on and basically answers the question, Of whom shall I fear? Of what should I be afraid? By saying that there are um, adversaries who literally want to devour my flesh. Hear that. I have adversaries who want to, like, they want to devour me, like they want to devour my flesh. They're coming after me like beasts, hunting me down. I am like the prey, and they are like the hunters the psalmist says that there are enemies who encamp all around him that there are adversaries and that also foes people who do not want well for the psalmist but they want to bring the psalmist down these are real threats that are in the psalmist's life and yet the psalmist has this wonderful way of saying but the lord is my light and my salvation the the lord is my my stronghold my keeper a refuge, a shelter. Before there is breakthrough, the psalmist is saying something about who God is, but the psalmist is also recognizing the things that would cause him to fear. We could always substitute the bills that are piling up. We could substitute the bout of depression that seems to be lingering a little too long. We could substitute all of the news that feels so overwhelming. We could substitute what they've said to me about my health or my illness. That before we see breakthrough, while we're in the midst of our circumstances, what might be the things that you say Of God now here's the interesting thing that um, that I want you to hold on to that the psalmist does in this particular passage of Scripture that in the face of the things that threaten the psalmist he or she could have said I have every reason to fear or I have every reason to hate my uh the evildoers who come to assail me i have every reason to want to attack those who are the enemies who encamp all around me but instead this is what the psalmist says yet i will be confident yet i will be confident i want you to say that with me yet i will be confident not oh i'm gonna lay down and die not oh i'm gonna somehow attack not oh god must have left me or forsaken me oh this stuff ain't working no yet before my breakthrough in the middle of the how am i going to get through it and am i going to die yet i will be confident is what the psalmist says over the psalmist in the midst of his circumstance before the breakthrough yet i will be confident and he begins to speak of what he knows the lord is capable of doing even if he has not already experienced the power of god in that particular situation the psalmist talks about what it's like to be in worship before the lord the beauty in the temple the psalmist talks about what it might be like to be held in the arms of God because this God is like a strong refuge and a protector. The psalmist talks about, even if my mother and my father forsake me, I know that you, O oh God, will not hide your face from me, that you will say, come and take heart. The psalmist has a pump up speech in the midst of a desperate and difficult situation before the breakthrough. The psalmist speaks of what the psalmist believes God is capable of doing. Some would say that as Christians, this is what makes us seem a little bit foolish. That when we talk all of this stuff about who God is and what God can do, That when we're in the middle of the most difficult and desperate situation of our lives and we're still talking about the goodness of the Lord, sometimes people will look at us and be like, they are absolutely crazy. I know that there are those who will even say of the Christian faith, it's almost like a panacea. Like we we use scripture like a like a pill, thinking that we're gonna make everything okay, that all of a sudden all of our worries are going to go away. That's not what we're doing, friends. Let them say we look foolish when we're pumping up ourselves in the middle of the wilderness. Instead, to speak of what God can do and how we're going to remain in a confident and courageous posture in the midst of our spiritual and sometimes our physical wilderness, it is actually a measure, not of foolishness, but a measure of courage to say that in the face of certain circumstances, I will still trust in this God who says that God will show up for me. Hard stop. Trust in faith, it's not about feeling like uh, good about everything or, or even always seeing the outcomes, but about believing that God is for us and not against us. Trust in faith is saying something of God even when we sometimes feel a little uncertain about when and how God is going to show up in our lives. It's about channeling every single ounce of courage that we have to move in the direction of trust and move in the opposite direction of fear. Fear. I recognize my circumstances. And yet, I will be confident. And this is how we exercise and narrate what it looks like to be those who trust and have faith even before we see our breakthrough. Is that we'll still hope for the things that we hope for even when we haven't seen the things that we've hoped for. We'll still believe in the things that we've prayed for even if we haven't seen the things that we've prayed for. We'll still live in the direction of the promise, even if the promise hasn't yet been fulfilled for us. Because our trust and our faith, not just based on outcomes, but on the fact that we know that God is good, is anchored in the fact that we believe that we will taste, that we will see, that we will experience, that we will live in the goodness of our God. Hard stop. So when life has you like this, when the relationship is too fragile, when the depression is too long, when the sadness is too heavy, when the headlines are too difficult, when your hope seems to be on its last ounce, that you will say, what am I going to say to myself when I feel like I'm about to die? That I believe. I believe in the goodness of this God. I believe in the mercy of this God. I believe in the power of this God. What will you tell yourself, friends, when you think you are about to die? Where do you think you're about to die? Where do you have not your hands on your knees, but your hands on your heart? Where do you want to give up? What place in your life do you feel like you're on life support? What area are you literally doing a Jericho march around the cemetery of life? What feels like a, wo- like a tomb? <laughs> What might you say the lord is my stronghold what might you say the lord is my friend what might you say the lord is my god what might you say the lord is my strength what might you say the lord is my light what might you say the lord is my right hand what might you say The Lord is my power. What might you say? The Lord is my Redeemer. What might you say? The Lord is my Restorer. What might you say? The Lord is up high while I feel like I am low. What might you say? The Lord is the one who loves me. What might you say? The Lord is grace beyond grace. What might you say? The Lord is strength beyond strength. What might you say? He is the one who finds me in the wilderness and says, keep going. What might you say? That this is our God who promises us that we will see God's goodness in the land, friends, in the land, friends, of the living, in the land of the living. The psalmist says something about God before the psalmist has even experienced breakthrough. Because in between, the psalmist believes something of God. What will you say in the in-between? How will you pump yourself up? How will you encourage yourself? Maybe how will you encourage others? Not because you can do it. But because God is able to do it. As the worship team comes, I'm going to invite you just to close your eyes. What was stirred up for you? Who are you waiting for God to be in your life? How do you want God to show up for you? What are you afraid of? Can you hear these words from the psalmist? That might be our prayer this day. Gracious God, we believe we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Gracious God, we believe we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So gracious God, we will wait for you gracious God we will wait for you gracious God we will wait for you and we will wait confident and we will wait courageous and we will wait trusting and we will wait speaking words that will fuel our faith and we will wait and we'll be strong and we'll let our hearts take courage. Gracious God, we will wait for you. For we believe in your goodness, oh God, in the land of the living. May it be so. Amen.